Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partner Podcast Series. Tifa, you've got over 40 years experience in dealing with dementia and everything that goes with it. So I'm going to ask you a real tough and probably unfair question. What are the top five tips you would give to care partners. Now in your book, you have four listed. So number five is just gonna come right out of the blue. Number one, relationship is most critical, not the outcome of one encounter. What does that mean? So if um, I'm trying to shave you, cause I happen to know you have a, a nice mustache and a nice beard, but you're getting food in it now, Greg. And, and I just, I'm tired of messing with it. So I think we should just shave it off. Mm probably not going to go so well. Well, you know, I'll just get the scissors and we'll, we'll cut it back then. We'll, we'll prune it. Mm, probably going to have a bit of a struggle with sharp objects. Well, now, Greg, this is good for you. Well, you know, might not be good for you. <laughs> so the reason I think relationships count more, hey, Greg, I have a big favor to ask of you. You know, guys fall for that one almost every time. Can you help me? Yeah. Yeah. Could you feel right above, right where your mustache is? You've got something there. I do not know what that is. Here, I'm going to give you a warm washcloth. See if you can figure out. Rub on it and see if you can figure it out. Hmm. Now, if you still say no, it's time for me to sort of reconsider because if I'm, if I, if I argue, if I decide I know better than you do what's good for you, number one, where did I get the impression that I should become you? Because the role that we take on is being supportive, not necessarily taking over. Um, but if I have a good relationship with you, I can usually work around stuff and get back to it and try again. Um, but if I make you not like me, that actually goes into the preserved part of a human brain when people live with dementia and they hold on to that. They may lose the exact when, where, why, how, what, but they sure do know they don't like you anymore. Just and see that face and I just start reacting. Mm. Yeah. And you uh -huh. may even put your hand up and push me away. And it was all because I went after a task. There was something I really wanted to get us to do. I wanted you to do. I want you to quit driving. I want you to uh, let me manage the money because you're spending it wrong. I mean, and they all are legitimate things, but, but we've got to figure out a strategy for doing with someone, not trying to do to or for somebody because it is about a relationship, frankly. So the first one is relationship. The second one, we are a key to making life worthwhile. What does that mean? Yeah, as a person's brain is starting to change and morph and, and die, um, as their brain has more trouble taking in the world around them, the data, figuring things out, we become that in-between part that helps present data in a way their brain can take it in. We're the one that separates what's important from what's not important. So if I want you to drink coffee, I put the mug on the table and bring my mug and go cheers versus I went hey when what I know about you is you're having huge problems processing language. Then me saying I want you to drink your coffee, okay, huh? Isn't gonna go where we want it to. So recognizing who has 
who has a key element in making sure this goes well for both of us? And it's actually the one whose brain still can do all those variable things that the other brain is starting to struggle with. It's not that you don't have a big part to play, you do, but as dementia changes you, I've gotta be willing to change and that's the key. Am I willing to be that flexible partner that allows things to still work for both of us? So this puts uh, some emphasis on the care partner to have some skills. Yeah, I think it's more than just being friendly or being wanting to help. You got to know what to do because wanting to help and being able to help are two different things. I mean, a lot of people want to help during childbirth, but I mean, unless you understand sort of the process of birthing, I'm not sure you're going to be the best one to have around and monitoring for safety and making sure that things are going the way. And, and there's lots going on when a new life is being born or when life is changing for somebody. And I think it's easy to think, oh, no, 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 I, I've known them a long time. I can do this. And it's like, but they're, they're changing. So what you used to do is probably not going to have the same impact as what it did before. It may change a lot. And do you want to lose the relationship of husband, wife, daughter, friend, and take on the role of somebody who's going to support in personal care. I mean, maybe that's not a good match for you. So thinking about, you know, what, what do I, what does this person need me to do so that it works well? And it's like, well, that's the key right there. So you've sort of wrapped up point two and point four together because point four is we have to change ourselves because the person living with dementia, I don't think is necessarily capable of change. Yeah, but there's some more to point four. Point four is changing our expectations uh, for ourselves and for others and for the person living with, changing, maybe being willing to change where or how or when or how much, or there's just a lot about that. So we're the key, certainly, but you know, then there's all this change that has to happen. So recognizing you're a key player is one thing. And then being able to change in the ways that the, that the person needs you to change, that's a separate thing. And so I can be very aware of changes needed. I may not be able to make the change. And it's not like I'm not trying. It's just I'm having such a hard time because it's, it's just not working for me. And, and being able to go, huh, wow, this changing thing. It's so hard because, you know, three minutes ago he did one thing and then now he's doing something totally different. I thought I got it and I'm, ah, uh, it's one thing to be flexible. It's another thing to be Gumby, you know, it's, it's just hard. Which sort of is interesting because that backs us right into point number three, which is people living with dementia are doing the best they can. Is, mm -hmm. is that a, is that a really? That's yeah, the really. Best? Really? Yeah, unless, you know, they're, they're playful and then they could play possum on you. It's rare. I mean, typically people don't want to cause trouble unless they get benefit from causing trouble. People don't do things deliberately to cause harm. What's happening is my brain isn't working like it was, although sometimes it might because we got the chemical changes and the structural changes. So unless you've done something to make me want to cause you to have problems. I'm not doing it because I want you to have problems. I'm doing it because I'm sitting here looking at this thing that five minutes ago I understood. And now I don't even know what it is and whose it is and where it came from. And it's the very coffee cup I love to drink out of. But now when I look at it, 
I don't know what it is, whose it is, and I don't want it here. And I go take it somewhere, hand it to you and say, I don't know where you got this, but don't put it in here. And then five minutes after that, I go and say, where's my coffee cup? It was right there and somebody took it. <laughs> it's, and none of those are inaccurate. All of those are caused by in the moment, what does my brain have the ability to do? Um, and the changes are just, huh? I mean, it just causes your brain to go, huh? How did this happen? Wait, wait, wait. And we want what we know and we don't know what's, and so it's hard for us on the outside to recognize, wow, that's all you can do right this minute. That's weird because a few minutes ago, and I try the same thing, I try and it's not working, then that ability to, to be flexible and change and go, okay, well, let me try something else then. So this leads to our last point, which is, mm -hmm. I, I was wondering how you were going to work this in, letting go versus giving up. Yeah, so Joanne, if you have a piece of jewelry, like a necklace, mm -hmm. and the clasp won't stay fastened, I mean, you're just having a really hard time getting it fastened, um, would you want to keep wearing it? Uh, no. I mean, I would want to, but I, I just would be so frustrated. So you need to let go of wearing it right now. Yeah. I, Does that, that mean you want to give up on it as a piece of jewelry that you care about? No, I, I would have to get it fixed or something. Oh, so we'd have to try something different, maybe a new chain or maybe something else because keeping, trying to do what's not working doesn't make any sense, but giving up, well, then you lost the thing you valued. Right. So in dementia, because the brain's always changing, that art of letting something go when it doesn't seem to be working in the moment or over time and going, okay, well, what do we have there? What do we have left? Because I don't want to give up on someone or give up on anything, but if it's not working in the moment, well, maybe in the moment we could try something else. And then over time, maybe we need to let go of that idea that that's okay, it's not, that's not working. All right, well, let's figure out what, what's possible. So it's a lot of, it's this continual process. And that's, I think, what makes it, I'm going to say impossible for some people to wrap their heads around. Because they Keep want up. something. Yeah. If people want more information on, on this journey and sort of on your, your tips and things like that, we can we can do a ten minute session, but where can people get where can people deep dive? Because I mean, you've just stirred up so many questions in my brain. Uh, now I need well, more if information. If you'd like to explore on your own, go to our YouTube channel and check that sucker out. Because you can spend hours exploring stuff. Although I don't necessarily recommend it. Probably the website with an info at and you know sort of or a phone call and say here I'm really curious or interested in this and we have people who do know what our resources are and how to access them and that might be your best option to sort of ooh, I've got this question or you can come to ask deep anything which we also talk about a lot of different things once a month for okay. sure okay thank you very much Joanne and Tipa thank you, thanks Greg. Greg.